It's time for the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. In the next half hour, you will be inspired with words of encouragement, and you'll be motivated by experts in the respective field who have been where you're trying to go on the Faith Connection Show. But first, here's an inspirational word. This is Buwana Miller-Cannon with your word of the day. It's the holiday season again. For many, it's an opportunity to gather with family and friends. Kids are on break from school enjoying ageless family traditions. Presents are under the tree and everything is decorated in lights. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas resound as loud as the rolling sea. For others, however, finances and the physical demands of this season are common triggers that bring about depression, loneliness, and stress. Economic constraints and grief of loved ones no longer with us make the holidays somewhat miserable. Unfortunately, this is what the holidays are usually defined as, and we tend to overlook the true meaning of the season. Jesus is the reason for the season.
Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show. And here's Dr. Miller with his special guest. This is the Faith Connection Show, and we have with us today Mark Blackwell. Mark is the founder and executive director of Justice Ministries. And Mark, we're just glad to have you on the show today. Thank you, Dr. Miller. It's a pleasure to be here at the Faith Connection Show. Well, you know, we've got a lot of exciting things to cover here with you. Uh, We realize that your ministry is a unique ministry. Tell us a little bit about your program. Justice Ministries, we're a a small nonprofit organization uh, based out of Charlotte, serving the Carolinas. We focus on serving sex trafficking survivors, and we do that through outreach, offering emergency services, and transitional care. Now, why did you start this ministry? What gave birth to this? Sure. Uh, In 2010, it was my last semester at college, and I went to a conference uh, in Atlanta, Georgia called the Passion Conference. Okay. uh, It's a Christian conference, and and they covered a lot of issues there, but one of them was human trafficking worldwide. Mm -hmm. And I learned about what was going on globally, and God just broke my heart for the issue. And I felt he, he just called me to serve this population of people. Um, I didn't know that was going to turn into starting an organization, but after doing our research and finding the needs out there and the lack of activity, uh, mm-hmm. we felt starting a nonprofit was a good way to structure our efforts to try to offer resources to those in need. Now, how many people have you served so far in your program? So in nine years, uh, we've served about 350 individuals. Okay. Um, yes, now, sir. primarily, where did these victims come from? How did they get to your doorstep? Again, most of our clients are sex trafficking survivors or sexual exploitation survivors is, is most of what we see. We offer a, a local hotline, mm-hmm. and um, so many of them, believe it or not, are passing through or are local to Charlotte at the time. Uh, we have a hotline where we get calls from victims directly. We also from law enforcement, both local and federal. Okay. And there's a national hotline uh, for human trafficking based out of Washington, D.C., called the Polaris Project. And when they get a call nationally, they will then regionally determine where's the best agency to send them to and when we get those referrals as well. Oh, okay. Now, you have something called three R's. Explain that to us. Sure. It's, it's essentially our process, you know, mm-hmm. um, in serving this population of sex trafficking victims and exploitation victims. It's, it's a group you have to reach out to. They're, they're in very difficult uh, situations. So our three R's are we reach out, relocate, and rise up. Uh, the reach out portion is our outreach to at-risk populations where we help distribute our hotline information and let individuals know we're out there or to pass our information along. Uh, the relocation piece is when a victim calls or law enforcement calls and, and requires assistance, then we'll send out a team to literally pick them up and remove them from the scenario and provide that emergency housing and resources. And then the rise up component is after they've gotten out and they're safe, we help them figure out, okay, now what? And how do we help you get back to independence or start independence for the first time and get on your feet? Okay, you mentioned the word team. How many people work with your organization? We're a pretty small organization. I I say we're more like a volunteer firefighter department than like a a regular (laughs) organization. Uh, We probably have about nine on the core team. Uh, Of that, only three of us are are paid staff at at this Mm -hmm. point. We we hope to expand, but, you know, when you're a small organization, you you play the field you're on. Mm -hmm. Um, So just out of that team, we have victim advocates and caseworkers and mail operators and drivers that that assist with the logistics. And just basically, we're kind of all on call all the time. 
time. And, you know, Lord willing, we'd like to raise more money so we can expand our staff and our reach. But right. in the meantime, we're, we're working with what we got and trying to answer every call we can. Well, now tell me a little bit about your reach. Are you just in North Carolina, and is it in just the Mecklenburg County area, or what? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So our, our mission was always to serve the Carolinas. But with that, you know, for the most of our, our history, we've served the 50-mile radius of Charlotte just because we stayed so busy in the, that area, mm-hmm. understandably so. Um, in recent years, we've been able to expand more, and we're, we're responding to calls across North and South Carolina, so maybe down towards you know, Clemson all the way to, to Raleigh. It just depends on, on where oh, the need okay. is. Right. Um, but obviously the majority of our work takes place in the Charlotte area and we're members of the Metropolitan uh, uh, Task Force here in Charlotte as well. Let's talk a little bit about age. Sure. What age groups are you primarily serving? We, we kind of see a range from about 15 years old to 45, which is a pretty big, big 45? gap. Yeah, you'd find that to be surprising, but we've, yeah. we've seen uh, that as well. But, you know, the typical case is... Mm-hmm is either a white girl or a black girl that was trafficked locally or mm-hmm. trafficked in uh, the East Coast. And we got her when she was passing through Charlotte, generally ranging, you know, in the low 20s is okay. what we're seeing a lot of. But we do see minors and we do see, you know, more mature individuals as well. And, and the really sad part is in the U.S., the entry level into forced prostitution for young ladies about 13 years old. That's where really? it normally starts, that yeah. young. And so it's no surprise to see 15 and 16-year-olds caught up in this. Are these kidnapped kids or some of these uh, kids they pick up off the street? What, you know, what, how all, they... all the above. You know, the, the most common is just, um, you know, a, a child that's in a vulnerable situation. You know, maybe the uh, home life isn't great and they're left to themselves a lot sometimes we, we have come across that where a child actually was held at gunpoint and forced into a van that's not the typical case that we see but most of the time it is more of a methodical strategic move that the trafficker targets an individual and strategically tries to isolate them and manipulate them into this this lifestyle and it can be done through social media meeting them at the mall you know either using a classmate uh, to recruit them at very various ways in which they're approached. Um, yep. And so you do have runaways that fall into this category, but do Absolutely. you actually have kids that are just your average child that they may pick up somewhere sure. and lure them? Is it through drugs or what? How, how does that work? Most of the time, if it's more of a you know traditional household, uh, sometimes social media c- can be at play or, or yeah, meeting them online. Social media is tough. I Absolutely. Mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a big uh, new territory that is harder to monitor and regulate yeah um, but but it's it's a real concern and it's gonna have to somewhere along the line find a way uh, the government's got to find a way to regulate social media sure uh, I mean I know they're trying but sometimes when something is so large mm-hmm. it's very difficult to sort of reel it in that's right uh, give me some statistics about this I mean yeah um, so North Carolina is top 10 in the okay. country uh, for this and with that Charlotte is is number one uh, in the country uh, from the State Department, years ago they estimated that somewhere between 100,000 to 300,000 U.S. children are at risk for being trafficked every year. Uh, so that, oh. that seems like a staggering figure. Yeah, you know? it is a staggering uh, um, figure. But, but we know if we're dealing with those kind of figures, it's happening really all over the country. And that obviously Charlotte being a, a prevalent location, we, we know we're dealing in the hundreds and thousands type figures. Uh, and again, even us as a small grassroots organization, the numbers we've seen, I feel that we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, because, um, and you mentioned the, the disparity in age. That's that, that's mm. just almost believable. Mature people, I mean, you would think a mature female would not be 
easily persuaded by that, uh, by sure. these people. But h- how is that possible? You know, traffickers are probably could have had a psychology degree. <laughs> you know, some of them. I mean, they it is a professional manipulator, and they will adapt their methods per victim if they need to. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna try to recruit a child very differently than a 20-something, very differently than a someone in their mid-30s. And there's different vulnerability pressure points that they can apply on. For example. You know, you may have a young teen that think it's an older man showing interest and they connect over social media. For a young lady in her 20s, maybe it was a fake job interview. Mm-hmm. For a young lady in her 30s, she's trying to feed her kids. Oh, you know, okay. and, and so there, it doesn't all look the same uh, in which how they'll try to manipulate them. Okay, and once they get them in, then they uh, move them from location to location. Is that kind of how that works? Not always, but but a lot of the time that we see that they're moving them from different territories, um, mm-hmm. you know, for big events and, and activities, harder to catch that way. Right. Um, but sometimes someone's being trafficked in the same area and there's no movement involved. It just depends on the case. We're going to take a quick break here and we'll be right back. The world premiere of the brand new single, I Can Love You Through Anything, by musician, singer, songwriter, and producer, Ken Hardio. I can love you through anything. Featuring Charlotte, North Carolina's very own musician, singer, songwriter, music educator, and producer, Quentin Bethay. This song has a message of hope and healing for people of all ages across the globe. Get your copy now. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Play. Praise listeners, this is Brian Moore, one of your hosts of the Be More Faithful radio show. And I'm Sarah Moore. Please come join us every Sunday on Praise 100.9 at 10 p.m. The Be More Faithful radio show is a half hour of inspiration, information, and entertainment. The Be More Faithful radio show is brought to you by our company, Be More Faithful Marketing. If you want to know more about Be More Faithful Marketing, go to www.bmfradioshow.com. The Be More Faithful radio show's content covers a topic of discussion, the song of inspiration, a sermonette, and our artist showcase, which you can listen to on a podcast on our website on BMF. BMFRadioShow.com. Praise listeners, put us on your schedule and join us every Sunday night at 10 p.m. for the Be More Faithful radio show. And also, if you're interested in the services of Be More Faithful Marketing, give us a call at 704-497-4678 or email us at info at BMFRadioShow.com. Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show. And here's Dr. Miller with his special guest. Mark, if someone wanted to get involved with your organization, how would they do that? Sure. You know, we're not a traditional nonprofit where, you know, we can say, hey, we're going to come paint a wall at 3 o'clock on Saturday. It's, okay. It doesn't look like that. It's more responsive. So we, we are pretty selective on, on who we allow to do any direct care. Um, but there are opportunities for that. As, as I mentioned, most of our team are essentially unpaid staff. Mm-hmm. So people that do want to be involved, they need to be interested in more of a long-term commitment, mm-hmm. being willing to go through a longer orientation process. and vetting process however we do have more basic opportunities like helping us with events mm-hmm. and awareness campaigns and things like that even even administrative work people that just want to do something to help we can try to find places and activities for them but we are a little more selective in the way we approach it just because it is so particular in the work that we do okay say for instance you mentioned something about who trains the staff you know it's funny um, we obviously do our best to train the team and then we even train others in the community, which is funny. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm just, just a guy, you know, that showed up. And sometimes when you're the, 
the first on the field, then they say, oh, you know, you teach the class. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm trying to figure it out, too. But uh, <laughs> and so I, I personally look for any training that I can receive myself uh, mm-hmm. from out of state or or if the state's offering larger things through the commission. I'm always eager to learn and, and figure that out. And then when that responsibility is on us, you know, we try to make sure we're up to date and sharp to train our team members and interested parties. But that is a evolving and, and constantly adapting uh, activity, trying to keep us up to date. Okay. Now, say, for instance, the faith-based community, churches, because you mentioned that you were at a Christian conference mm-hmm. when you first gave birth to this idea. Sure. What, what's happening in the faith-based community, churches in particular, to help with this crisis? You know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I believe only Jesus can rescue, only Jesus can redeem. You know, mm-hmm. I'm even careful about how I use the language. That's why I use the word relocate. Mm-hmm. I, I can't rescue anybody. I, I can offer services and I can offer resources, but, but only the Lord can truly rescue somebody. And uh, with that, you know, I, I think in any injustice uh, f- for all the great abolitionist movements, the church was involved. Right. And, and the church is involved with this fight today. I mean, most of the organizations that you see out there that are having good impact are based out of a church uh, or, or it's it's believers that are running an organization i know for for myself i see justice ministries as simply an arm of the church right. I'm, I'm not here to grow right. a brand or anything like that you know my ultimate goal is to put ourselves out of business you know <laughs> okay. so it is critical that the church be involved with this work and pushing back against mm-hmm. this injustice that is so prevalent in our community well, you know, you mentioned now, do you all provide housing for these uh, people that you we do rescue? We, we have various forms. So there's, you know, emergency housing is that short term, you know, three days to, to three months. Um, program housing is kind of 12 months to two years. And we work with a lot of agencies that provide that specifically. Mm-hmm. And then we also assist with transitional housing. And that's a young lady that's maybe finished a program or is ready to go out on her own. We help her identify an apartment or a room for rent. And we try to, if need be, help subsidize those costs until she can gain employment and kind of wean her off until she can fund it herself. All of us, when we started out, most of us at least, maybe not all of us, but most of us had some assistance when we entered into independence. Right. And we're trying to offer that as well to these individuals that have been robbed of so much time. Now, for instance, once you rescue a young lady, and I say a young lady, I, I didn't ask you what the gender sure, yeah. uh, ratio was, but uh, let's say they're rescued. Do you have problems with the traffickers trying to get back to them or them wanting to go back to the traffickers? Occasionally. Uh, rarely is it the traffickers trying to track them down. I mean, th- these people are criminals. They know they're criminals and they mm-hmm. operate, you know, they don't want to expose, the them, and expose yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. But we do have an issue sometimes a lot of what we see is what we call the, the Romeo pimp, you know, the, mm-hmm. the trafficker that he manipulated the individual by making her think it was a relationship. And there is those emotions and that attachment. And once you get away from the abuse for about two months, sometimes you have, you know, feelings. And, you know, they, they talk about Stockholm syndrome and, you know, mm-hmm. having an attachment to your abuser. So it's, it's a real issue. And, and mm-hmm. we have seen that where a young lady has fallen back into it. But we've also seen that happen and they call back six months later and we're able to help them again. No, okay. Uh, yeah. So you do go back to them again if they drift back into that sure. lifestyle. Yeah, we, we, you know, okay. the Lord has grace with us, and we, and we try to continue that on. And it may look different round two and three, but, you know, our main thing is if someone seriously wants help and seriously wants out, mm-hmm. and we have resources to assist, we, you know, that's what we're here for. 
Mark, you have a great program, and, and certainly the program itself is the kind of program that's needed throughout our country because we have so many kids being lured by social media. Sure. So why don't you tell us, uh, Mark, or tell our listening audience how uh, they can get in touch with you and and your organization, uh, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. The best way to do it is probably our website, just justiceministries.org. Uh, they can also check us out on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, we even have a smartphone app. So everyone, you know, oh, most okay. everybody's got a smartphone, and you can just look us up in your app store, Justice Ministries, and our logo, the American Buffalo, is there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's been great having you on the show. Absolutely. And really appreciate you dropping in today because I think what you brought to uh, the Faith Connection show is a special twist because we, we usually have a lot of different organizations on the show, but yours is one that uh, seems to help humanity find its direction, and I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us about Justice Ministries. Right on. Well, thank All you, right. Dr. Miller. It's been a, a privilege and a pleasure, and uh, thank you for having me. Hey, yo, one, two, three, get up, we got victory, no weapon they throw at me. You know it won't prosper now. Yeah. Just got laid off. I'm doing good. House ain't even paid off. I'm doing good. Should be afraid, but I'm feeling good. All the time you say. God is good. We Come on. Down, down, down. Don't forget who's in control. Walls are falling down, down, down. They call it down. Be ready for the new Jericho. You're waiting on God. He's waiting on you. So what you gonna do? Hey, yo, one, two, three. Get up, we got victory. No weapon they throw at me. It won't. You know it won't prosper now. Run, this is crazy. Hey, yo, one, two, three. Get up, we got victory. No weapon they throw at me. You know it won't prosper now. Storm's raging. I'm doing good. You see the world changing. I'm doing good.
say, I'm doing good. See, the reason why you're doing good, I'm doing good. is because what's ahead of you is greater than all the things that were behind you. See, you gotta understand, you gotta understand that everything was already ordained before you got here for you to do good. See, your eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it in the cross of man. God's masterful plan for his children. And that's who you are, baby girl. You God's child. My brother, that's who you are. You gotta understand that all things are working for you. That's love. Lord, Listening to the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. Here's an inspirational word from Dr. David Miller. There's some things in life that come at us so fast until we don't have time to set ourselves for them. Disappointments is one of those things, but I've learned to live by a code that Bridget Nicole once spoke. She said, When someone fails you, find understanding. When someone leaves you, find independence. And when someone hurts you, find forgiveness. And when someone cares for you, count it a blessing. You know, those are the words that we need to follow. Thanks for joining me. This is Dr. David Miller with the Faith Connection Radio Show. Join us every week on the local station 100.9 Praise as well as the internet and other outlets. Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show with Dr. David Miller, making a connection for you and equipping people to connect with their purpose. Don't forget to log on to the ConnectCenterNC.com. That's ConnectCenterNC.com. If you'd like to reach Dr. David Miller, email TheConnectCenter3 at gmail.com. That's TheConnectCenter3 at gmail.com. And remember, never lose the connection to your purpose. It's time for the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. In the next half hour, you will be inspired with words of encouragement, and you'll be motivated by experts in the respective field who have been where you're trying to go on the Faith Connection Show. But first, here's an inspirational word. This is Bawana Miller-Cannon with your word of the day. Have you considered where you would be without him? How lost would you be without him? Who else would protect you from such a horrible tragedy? Who else could heal you just because you have faith the size of a mustard seed? Who shows up just in the nick of time? When you think about all that he does for you and all that he is to you, do you feel butterflies? Do you smile when you think about how he loves you? If so, you should always have a joyful spirit because he makes your world go round. Without you 
Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show. And here's Dr. Miller with his special guest. This is David Miller with the Faith Connection Show. We have a guest with us today that is an exceptional young lady, and her name is Alexandra Badgett. She is the Miss North Carolina pageant winner, and we're going to
to talk with her today. She's 23 years old and an attractive young lady, and she seems to have everything going on. Alexandra, it's good to have you today. Hi, how are you? Alexandra Badgett here. So excited to be with you and joining you today. How are you? Doing great. We're going to talk to you a little bit today about your journey because you're having quite a successful journey and you seem to have it all together. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, so I am originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. I moved to Denver, North Carolina in the eighth grade, so I consider both Charlotte and Denver home. Uh, I <laughs> I went to Lake Norman Charter High School and shortly after high school went to college and undergrad at the University of South Carolina. I double majored in insurance and risk management and finance with a minor in actuarial mathematics. I've always had a love for mathematics, but in addition to that, have such a huge passion for the performing arts and for community service and giving back to the community. Well, you've done an awful lot in your short years. And of course, number one, you know, becoming a Miss North Carolina, you will be participating in the Miss America pageant competition. Is that yes. correct? So mm-hmm. Miss America is December 19th at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. It will air live on NBC at 8 o'clock. So really excited about that opportunity. Really surreal this time next week. I will be in Connecticut already getting prepped. We'll be in rehearsals. <laughs> I am just so excited but cannot believe time has <laughs> literally gotten here faster than I could have ever imagined. And I report next week. Now, you just finished your degree at University of South Carolina. Is that correct? Yes, so I graduated from the University of South Carolina in May of 2018. Okay. So it's been about a year and a half now. Now, I want to talk to you about some of your involvements. Uh, you have a nonprofit as well, don't you? I do have my own nonprofit, No, It's Not Enough where I am taking a play on that anti-rape anthem, No Means No, and really focusing on sexual assault awareness and prevention on college campuses across the state. Certainly that's an area that needs to be dealt with because there's a lot of sexual assault taking place on our college campuses. And of course, you know, kids are leaving home for the first time and they just, they have to get Uh, to the point that they can put their guards up and not put themselves in bad situations. But the fact that you have taken that on as a social challenge means an awful lot because I think that's an area that needs to be addressed. In addition to that, you um, participate in one of the partners of the Miss America pageant, which is the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So the Children's Miracle Network Hospital is a longtime Miss America partner and an organization that has been near and dear to my heart for the longest of time. Growing up in high school, I volunteered with the Ronald McDonald House of Charlotte on their teen volunteer board. And so not necessarily directly working with the children in the hospitals, but working with their families. And that is when I fell in love with not only the program, but being able to give back in that regard and in that field. And so transitioning from working with the Ronald McDonald House in high school to now being able to be an ambassador for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals as Miss North Carolina is truly an honor and something that I really wanted to take seriously throughout my year. So 
in the past five months as Ms. North Carolina, I've raised over $30,000 for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which is a record for the Miss North Carolina organization. And that's a blessing <laughs> in itself. And I have so many people within this community and within my village to thank for taking that step and really finding the heart and the initiative to continue to promote an organization that has been not only near and dear to my heart, but helped several children across the state and across this nation. Now, you know, I'm going to come back to Nine, which is your nonprofit okay. corporation. Cool. And, and it's called Nine because that acronym stands for uh, No Is Not Enough. But, you know, yes. there were some statistics there that I kind of wanted to address with you. On college campuses, there's one in five women, and then there is one in 16 men who are sexually assaulted. Is that Are those statistics pretty much correct? They are. So one in five women and one in 16 men will be sexually assaulted during their college years. One in three women and one in four men in their lifetime. And so I think that I really found my passion working in this organization and in this, I guess, environment or platform. When I was an undergrad at the University of South Carolina, I became involved with the sexual trauma services of the Midlands and found that a lot of the work that I was learning as I was training to be a hospital and hotline advocate, I wish I had known as a student and as just an everyday citizen of the community. So I focused my honors thesis on the initiatives and the programs and resources that USC had to offer. And just from my findings and my learnings, I knew that there was a lot more that could be done. And so I brought that back to the state of North Carolina. So I've started my own website, noisnotenough.net. And so many people always ask, why is no not enough? Um, shouldn't somebody saying no be enough? And it's so much more than that. No is not enough focuses on the fact that we can't just put into legislation, we can't just put into action if somebody says no, okay, great, we've done enough to deal with the issue. In reality, there's this huge shift in environment that has to happen where people use their voice and speak up for what they know is right. And no is not enough wants to change that environment so that nobody feels that they have a safe place to violate or assault someone in the first place. You know, it's amazing. Now, I was very much aware of the number of, of young women that are assaulted on college campuses, but had no idea that that many young men were violated on college campuses. That's Absolutely. That's and I think it's, it's and a lot of people don't. And that's why I've always wanted to make note to not only address our young women, but address our young men as well. I think so often you only have the conversation about our young women and in reality sexual assault doesn't discriminate. It's happening to our women, it's happening to our men, it's happening to our young people. And the one of the main reasons is the simple fact that individuals are given a safe place to get away with it. And that's why I want to start the conversation. I want to continue to educate everyone. Growing up, you know, I've always learned that knowledge is power. And the more I can spread the message, the more I can get that message out there, the faster we can start making a difference in our communities. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back. 
Praise listeners, this is Brian Moore, one of your hosts of the Be More Faithful radio show. And I'm Sarah Moore. Please come join us every Sunday on Praise 100.9 at 10 p.m. The Be More Faithful radio show is a half hour of inspiration, information, and entertainment. The Be More Faithful radio show is brought to you by our company, Be More Faithful Marketing. If you want to know more about Be More Faithful Marketing, go to www.bmfradioshow.com. The Be More Faithful radio show's content covers a topic of discussion, the song of inspiration, a sermonette, and our artist showcase, which you can listen to on a podcast on our website on bmfradioshow.com. Praise listeners, put us on your schedule and join us every Sunday night at 10 p.m. for the Be More Faithful radio show. And also, if you're interested in the services of Be More Faithful Marketing, give us a call at 704-497-4678 or email us at info at bmf radioshow.com thank you for listening to the faith connection show and here's dr miller with his special guest let's talk a little bit about miss america i know you're excited about competing in the pageant but let me ask you a question what is your goal if you are if you win miss america what is your goal one of the biggest things that i want to focus on throughout my year is expanding no is not enough I have thought about the best way to be able to take the initiatives and the partnerships that I've made on a state level and expand those nationally. Within the state of North Carolina, I've been able to meet with over 25 universities meeting with their Title IX coordinators on campus just to learn what changes, what systems, what programs we need to enforce to change their culture on campus. Being able to then, as Miss America, connect with the state coalitions against sexual assault and sitting down with them and finding ways to expand their programs, whether that's training, whether that's funding, whether that's educational programs for universities or for students on those universities. That would be one of my main goals. I have that degree in business and that minor in actuarial mathematics. I've always been a very number-oriented person. And so being able to sit down and analyze and look at the numbers to find the best way to take the information that those coalitions are bringing in and turn that around to something that could substantially benefit the communities that I'll be working with. And the title of Miss America, the job of Miss America, gives me that national platform and that national voice to start making that change. The title of Miss America gives me the opportunity to serve as a mentor to so many people across this nation, not only just young people, people my age, people older than me, just being able to stay true to who I am and give back to the individuals that have given so much to me. I grew up with so many beautiful mentors and a huge village of people that truly shaped who I am today. And I've always wanted to be able to try to turn that around and be that person for somebody else. I um, want to talk a little bit about, before we close out, I really want to talk just a second about uh, family because you have such a supportive family. I spoke with your father oh, yes. uh, the other day and he was just beaming with joy about where, oh, where, where, <laughs> where life is taking you. But you know, just before we talk a little bit about your family and your involvement, how your parents have supported you, and I want to ask you, there are a lot of new changes that are taking place with um, the Miss America pageant. Have you run into any of the obstacles 
approvals with the new changes and are you prepared for those new changes? Yes, so the Miss America 2.0 brand is the new face of Miss America. And mm -hmm. I think so many people look at it and they say we're making so many different changes. And I'm very honest, I didn't start in this organization because I liked getting on stage in a swimsuit. I liked competing in pageants. I liked wearing gowns. I was a dancer. I'm so comfortable in my sweats and a hoodie and some sneakers. Like that is who I am. Mm -hmm. um, I started in this organization because it allowed me the opportunity to give back to the community and it allowed me the opportunity to get scholarship money. Mm -hmm. um, Okay. Miss America is the number one leading provider in scholarships for women across this nation. And I was a North Carolina gal going to an out-of-state school. And again, education was always priority in my household. So why not be involved in an organization that does two of the things that I center a lot of my life around, education and service. And that's exactly what this organization still is about. I think anybody that sits and thinks, oh, we're steering away from what Miss America is, truly didn't understand what the organization was about in the first place. We're much more focused now on the girl and what they have to offer. And I shouldn't say girl, the woman what she has to offer, empowering women and preparing the world for this sea of women that are about to make a huge difference on their communities. Could care less about what you look like, what you wear. It's all about, you know, the knowledge that you have and the goals and the passion you have for your community and for the nation. That's great. Listen, you mentioned something in your conversation just now. You talked about your talent mm -hmm. is dancing. You've been dancing since you were two years old, I think. You started in yes, dance. Yes, I have. And, yeah, <laughs> and you, you've uh, constantly stuck with it, and it has become part of your repertoire gifts, I should say. And let's talk a little bit about the family before we close out today. Your mom and dad, they're headed with you to Connecticut, I'm sure. So yes, I'll be flying up on Wednesday. I fly up on Wednesday and they're gonna drive up. Um, okay. So we'll be getting there the same day on the 11th. Okay. And so they are so incredibly supportive. Um, my mom, I have to give her much of the credit for not only my involvement in the performing arts, she has a dance studio in Charlotte, North Carolina, okay. BB Dance Productions, and that's been literally my home away from home. Maybe it should be my home and my house is my home away from home. We <laughs> <laughs> um, spend so much time at the studio, but I have to give her much of the credit for not only introducing me to the performing arts, but introducing me to the beautiful village of people that has helped shape me into who I am today. I say all the time, or she says all the time, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, you know what, Alexandra, we really want to give you our blessings and we hope that you will really do well in the competitions, but most of all, that you will keep your dream alive and that you will constantly mentor other young ladies. And I think you have a great opportunity to do that through Miss North Carolina as well as Miss America. But we're gonna be cheering you on and hope that you definitely are crowned Miss America so you can bring the crown back to North Carolina and spread your wings throughout the country. But one last thing I want to, before we go, I want you to tell people how to contact you to help support your nonprofit because that's important uh, because I know you need funds to, to promote your your vision and your dream so uh, tell them how to contact you for your nonprofit 
Yeah, so my website is www.noisnotenough.net. And if you visit that site and go to the About tab at the bottom, it gives you the option to support or make a donation. You can click that and it will show you the steps in order to make a donation to Know Is Not Enough. And it is a nonprofit. All donations are tax deductible. And it's a beautiful way to be able to make a difference in somebody else's life and continue to allow um, that program to expand. Um, but I just want to say thank you um, for taking your time um, to talk with me today and have me on. I'm so glad um, you and Mr. Curtis were able to connect. I just love him. <laughs> um, and so that was great when he was telling me about it. I was so excited. So thank you for this opportunity also and for the best wishes and for the support. And it means more than you know. So thank you. Well, we certainly were glad to have you on the show today. And of course, we look forward to interviewing you after you come back from Connecticut as Miss <laughs> America. Again, uh, Alexandra, we have just enjoyed having you on the show, and uh, we hope that you again will join us, like I said, as Miss America on the Faith Connection Show. Have a well, great day, so and much. certainly have a great journey, and we're going to be praying that you are crowned Miss America. Oh, well, thank you so much, and you have a good one as well. All righty. Thank you.
right. I feel a little better than that. I feel so right. Okay, yeah, I feel a little bit better. I feel all right now. All right. Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. Here's an inspirational word from Dr. David Miller. There's some things in life that come at us so fast until we don't have time to set ourselves for them. Disappointments is one of those things, but I've learned to live by a code that Bridget Nicole once spoke. She said, when someone fails you, find understanding. When someone leaves you, find independence. And when someone hurts you, find forgiveness. And when someone cares for you, count it a blessing. You know, those are the words that we need to follow. Thanks for joining me. This is Dr. David Miller with the Faith Connection Radio Show. Join us every week on the local station 100.9 Praise, as well as the internet and other outlets. Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show with Dr. David Miller, making a connection for you and equipping people to connect with their purpose. Don't forget to log on to the ConnectCenterNC.com. That's ConnectCenterNC.com. If you'd like to reach Dr. David Miller, email TheConnectCenter3 at gmail.com. That's TheConnectCenter3 at gmail.com. And remember, never lose the connection to your purpose.